Welcome to Max Volume, where we deliver loud takes at soothing decibels. I'm your host, Maxwell Lewis Sanders, and this is episode 63. For those new listeners out there, Max Volume is a podcast that worships at the altar of pop culture, a place where the silly and inane are of the utmost importance. It's a pod where we discuss heavy topics like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 3 wardrobe choices, Donnie Darko's lack of a coherent plot, and why Mystic Pizza is a lost cinematic gem of the 1980s. No quote too minor, no side plot too small. This is a pod for the TV geeks and movie freaks. So welcome all weary travelers. Your boredom ends here. So this is a big day in the history of Max Volume. Usually I'm a unicycle of a podcast. I'm just, you know, balancing my legs. It's just me, myself, and I. But today I have a, trice- a tricycle of entertainment. This is our first ever menage pod. That's right. I have two spectacular, knowledgeable guests, which is perfect because for once, I have little to no expertise on the topic we are about to tackle. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome John Rutabaga Smith and Steve the Kraken Kramer. Say hello, gentlemen. How's it hello, going? gentlemen. Yeah. How's it going today? I, uh, I like how my middle name has changed a couple times since. Every the, time. Uh, the I'm keeping them on their yeah. toes, all right? Fantastic. I like it. I didn't know that I was the new mascot of Seattle's hockey team, so I'm pretty happy about that, actually. Yeah, that's a, doesn't it look like that weird S that we used to make as seventh graders? Door? Yeah, doesn't it look like that? Door. I've yeah. heard that. Yeah, something like that. It, it doesn't look great, <laughs> is how I'll put it. <laughs> hey, it's Seattle. They, get, they should be happy they got a team, all right? Basketball left. But today we're talking about the international phenomenon of Formula One racing. Personally, I don't, I don't get it. It's a bunch of rich Euros casually driving 200 miles per hour around a big circle in different colored go-karts. So enlighten me, gents. What makes F1 such a beloved sport? Because you're both fanatics, right? Uh, Fanatic is is probably a good word. Um, I think, you know, I personally follow it pretty closely. Um, I'm not going to lie in the fact that, you know, the the Netflix series Drive to Survive kind of rekindled it, but it's always been a, a family affair for me. My dad used to race before I was born, not in Formula One, but in similar leagues. And um, it's been a family sport ever since. So so do you wake up early? Are both of you up at 9 a.m.? Because randomly I'll turn on the TV at 9 a.m. and I'll try to watch it and I can't. I'm like, they're just going around. It's boring. It's like Mario Kart, you're, but I'm not playing. <laughs> you're lucky being in Michigan, Max. You get, to, you get it at 9 a.m. John and I on the West Coast get up at 6 a.m. to watch these races. And actually last weekend I was in San Diego and John picked me up at my hotel at 5.30 in the morning just so we could watch the race together. So yeah, you're fanatics. Awesome. <laughs> I, I've yeah. seen the I've seen the Instagram of your coffee cup, Steve. It's got that little Ferrari emblem. Very cool. Or what is it called? The oh, dancing yeah. pony? Is that what it is? I don't know. The little I would horse. Call it a stall- I'd call it a stallion more than it, a pony. It is. It probably. is a dancing pony. It's definitely yeah. called a dancing pony. That's worse. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Oh no, the prancing pony. That's where they meet up in Lord of the Rings. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about all things I hate. Good, good. Lord of the Rings and <laughs> F1 racing. Fantastic. So agree to disagree. I appreciate your ideas on it, but I prefer watching true athletes compete without the aid of billion-dollar machinery. Like, how much do these cars cost? Well, that's actually a, a good point to talk about because that's going to change here pretty quickly. Um, but the, the range at which these teams spend on their cars uh, varies pretty drastically in between the teams, to be honest. So what's like the high end? What's Mercedes paying per car? So, yeah, so like Mercedes and Ferrari, they're paying anywhere between, for the season, this includes cars, drivers, everything, 
350 to 400 million dollars a year whereas a smaller team like williams is probably spending around 175 million total got it yeah williams sucks <laughs> it's like from the show i just was like this is a sad group of people <laughs> yeah well, they're pretty yeah well, didn't they used to be good in like the early 90s weren't they oh yeah they had oh, yeah. like the they, technology they've... like cheating technology they had steroids basically right they, they've won um constructors championships drivers championships and because the sport has been around since around 1950 or so i mean the teams that have been there for the long haul are always going to have their period of greatness right mm-hmm. i don't think there's any team that exists today that's been around that long who didn't win you know, at least one year, but traditionally speaking, uh, in the last, you know, 20 or so years, it's been completely dominated by Mercedes, Red Bull and Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari hasn't won like 15 years though. Right. Isn't that like, it's a kick yeah, to the junk. 13 years, 2007, Kimi Raikkonen. Hmm. Good stuff. So like I said, I don't care about racing at all. They care about it a lot. John forced me to watch Netflix reality series on F1 racing. We called it before uh, formula one drive to survive. And I'll admit it was entertaining. The drivers are all model-esque 20-somethings. They're all worshipped like Euro gods and have these inflated egos, wealth, and attitude of like a Beyonce. So it's fascinating to watch them pout, shout, whine, race, argue, and party. Notice how race is just like a little part of that. (laughs) And since I know little to nothing about the sport, but clearly I still enjoy the show, it got me thinking like, why was I captivated? And it's clearly the drivers. They have these playboy lifestyles, they're fragile little egos, which remind me of another group of immature men I enjoyed watching, the boys of HBO's Entourage. So we're all Entourage fans, and I thought it'd be a fun exercise to imagine we were magically thrown into the body of Vinny Chase, post-James Cameron-directed Aquaman and Queens Boulevard, and we're just the most famous person in town. Who would be our choice to be our Johnny Drama, E, and Turtle, to be our boys as we got into A-list shenanigans in between movies? Now this is where I feel the playing field is even because I can make wild accusations and assessments about personality types rather than breaking down the shifting techniques or Tokyo drifting styles or whatever they're doing of the F1 clowns. So easy rules, rotating draft, one pick and your reasoning. We discuss it and we move on to the next guy. So let's do it. Now, John, you were really concerned about who picks first and your dad was actually a race car driver. So why don't you start us off? Fair enough. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot to choose from here, right? And I, you, you may be 20 guys, right? when you think they're clowns, but yeah, 20, 20, 20 or so guys. Every season, there's 20 guys. Each team has a reserve driver. Oh, really? There's a third guy? I didn't know that. Oh, there, there's multiple. Each team will have a, a free practice drivers, reserve drivers, um, testing drivers, all sorts of stuff. And um, it's not, it's not uh, abnormal for those drivers to graduate to a racing position if something in the team needs to shift. How big's the team in general? Like the whole team of the people. Like if they took a picture, like a football team, is it like 50 guys, 100 guys? What are we talking? Hundreds. Hundreds? Especially people, yeah, especially with the people back in the factories that are building the cars that aren't on site. But with the drivers, pit crew, technical teams, uh, mechanical teams and everything like that, there are hundreds of people that put this together. Holy Toledo. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I, I love your view that it's just these drivers and them being playboys, and you know, quite frankly, some of them are. But to Steve's point, this is just as much an engineering sport as it is a racing, and the people behind the scenes that go into making these power units and these cars are kind of the real heroes in a lot of the fans' eyes. But that is not super relevant to our entourage scenario. So, here. do you have like a trading card of like the head engineer from Mercedes? Like, do you have a? 
I'd have a Toto Wolf trading card. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, he seems awesome, actually. He seems like yeah. he's the biggest player. He would be my first choice if I could choose, you know, guys running the team. <laughs> he seems pretty cool. He is pretty cool. His wife was a race car driver, and now she is like a team principal for Formula E. Ooh, yeah. awesome. I didn't even know there was different letter- letters. Formula, Formula E is the uh, electric car. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so he's racing around in golf carts. <laughs> and uh fun fact the uh, the team principal for red bull is actually married to a spice girl yeah ginger i was blown and he lives in a castle that looks like the queen of england just gave it to <laughs> yeah. him i'm like <laughs> where are you he almost looked tiny he's a he's an obe he's like i don't think he's been knighted officially but he's like order of the british empire like badass dude for literally just winning stuff at red bull awesome so okay cool so now i'm slowly getting acclimated to this i can slowly get into this so john Dazzle us with your first pick. No pressure. Lots so, of pressure. Tons of pressure. My pick. Pressure. And this, oh, you're this stuttering may, already. You're stuttering. My, my. <laughs> this may be one of the last years I'm able to make this pick, but everyone has thought that about this driver for the last 10 years um, because he's been around for so long. Okay. I'm going to have to go with Kimi Raikkonen. Okay. Fun pick. And yeah. from an outside perspective, Kimi Raikkonen may just seem like the uh, the old man of the sport. I, I'm trying to remember his first year. Uh, Steve, it's got to be like 2002 or something like that. 2002, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, so so he's been around for you know the better part of two decades, and he is notoriously known throughout the Formula One community, both in racing and in online fandom and everything like that, as the Iceman, um, because he doesn't really conform to the stereotypical norms that driver personalities do, the, the whole fragile ego playboy thing that you keep alluding to. It stops at him. He is known as the Iceman, and he just doesn't care. And the couple things that are known about him is that he doesn't really listen to anyone. He does what he wants, and the dude parties real hard. He does really? Oh my! Oh my God! There, there was oh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, one of the most famous races of the season is called Monaco, uh, and it's it's a very very particular track where they close off city streets every single year, and it's a very tight track. Not a lot of passing involved. And when you do try to overtake, um, a lot of times it ends in, in a crash. And uh, one year, I don't recall which year, um, but Kimi Raikkonen actually spun out. And during the race, he walked along the track until he got to the water, got in a little dinghy, and went all the way to his friend's yacht, took off his racing gear, and started drinking beer, all after crashing within the first couple minutes. Interesting. And he's a beer drinker. I didn't think picture any of these guys drink anything but champagne. So I like it. <laughs> And what's his nationality? Like, what's his deal? Is he a big guy, small? These guys all seem to be under six feet. Is there a height and weight thing for these uh, cars? Is that important, by the way? Or I think, well, you see a lot of smaller, lighter guys because when they start out in karting, like being smaller when you are young, like you're going to do better because the car doesn't have to work as hard. Got and it. so a lot of, I've read up a lot of smaller guys end up progressing because they were better at a younger age because they were smaller than a lot of people. Yeah. And so what's answer your, 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 he's finished to, to answer your question. Okay. So he's a little stoic. I like that. A little standoffish. He's 40 years old. Ooh, you're getting the old man strength then. Oh, he's yeah. been around the, and is he married? What's the deal with that? <laughs> Not sure about his what? personal life. I he's, gotta be honest. What do you mean? This he's is all about personal life. Oh, here we go. Here we go. He's married uh, to a Finnish model and former Miss Scandinavia. Okay, cool. All right. And you know, his net worth, you know, you want to make sure he picks up those checks. All right. <laughs> Or does that not important to you? We we just made Aquaman. We're we're pretty. We're doing pretty well. I remember we got we got that million dollar check. 
Hey, remember he bought Marlon Brando's house and was broke like a year later, okay? Vinny can lose his money quickly. He can't have $200,000 bar tabs. That's that fair. Is true. That is true. Google that is, is putting uh, his net worth uh, somewhere around question mark, actually. They don't really know. Question mark? That's, yeah. <laughs> well, that's usually good. That's what my bank account says right now. Yeah. You know, if you look around, around, around 300 million is what they're putting in. What? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. He's a, he's a former world champion that was driving a Ferrari. He took a year off, and Ferrari still had to pay him $16 million, even though he didn't race that year. Awesome. I did not know this guy existed. Was he on the show? No. Okay. He, That's he, why I don't he, know. He does, not, he, he, he does not make for good TV. He's he has made like he made like one cameo appearance and it was basically just to be like they're like, Have you seen the show? And he's like, No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, starting out the gate high with someone I didn't know. I like that. Kramer, you're up next. Who do you got? Okay. Well, with my first pick. I'm going to go with a very much fan favorite, someone that is a lot of fun to hang out with. You're gonna and as that. Vinny Chase, I'm going to take Daniel Ricardo. Damn it. 100%. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. I, I was surprised that uh, John didn't take him with the first bet, uh, with the first pick. But, I mean, from start to finish, the man's fun. He's A, he's great out on the course. B, he's a good-looking dude. And C, he likes to have fun. Whenever he wins a race, it is customary for him to do a shoey where he takes off his shoe, fills it with champagne, and chugs it out of it. And he's also gotten a bunch of celebrities that have – sometimes uh, they have celebrities hand out trophies at events. Like, he's had Sir Patrick Stewart do a shoey. Uh, oh, that's awesome. He had uh, Gerard Butler do a shoey. Oh, these are, like, I my mean, favorite. These are my favorite celebrities, too. Yeah. God. So, it's just, like, you know, it's it's – it's it's a clear-cut winner like the fun australian guy i'm gonna pick him it's such a good it's such a good pick and he's got that big old adrian brody nose he makes fun of himself the sense of humor his his nose makes my big nose look small so oh yeah that's that's good for you too yeah and he's 511 he seems like he's a normal height as opposed to everyone else seems like it was a little bigger it also it seems like if you got in a fight He'd be able to throw down. Do you know what I mean? He's got. Oh a little yeah, but I think that's the Australian in him too. Absolutely, yeah. And Steve, who who was it last weekend? Who it was like six fifteen in the morning. So I'm struggling to remember. But I remember you called out one of the drivers of the season, saying that you were confident you could beat him up if you needed to. Oh, Pierre Gasly. Oh, that's yeah. Pierre was, Gasly is like dodgeball. I could beat Pierre Gasly up. No problem. Like oh, even on a bad day, I could beat him up. Yeah. He looked emotionally broken for the most part during that, uh, <laughs> that first season. Least, I was like, you poor child. French. He, yeah. He's actually had um, quite a good 2020 season, which has done wonders for his confidence. So especially after the controversy of last year, getting, you know, kicked off a of Red Bull and put into Toro Rosso. So. Well, he still looks like the younger brother of everyone. So. And also with Ricardo, McLaren next year, maybe you can get a McLaren. That'd be pretty sweet. Like, I want one of those cars. Yeah, that, I, mean, I mean, he's got a lot of money. I assume he's probably got a good car collection to be with. 50 million. He's worth 50 million. Yeah. I mean, he's, I think he's the third or fourth highest paid driver on the grid right now. I think he makes like 15 million a season. So I'm cool with that. Like, oh, yeah. And when he went to Red Bull, went from Red Bull to Renault, Renault, is that how you say it? Renault? Is that how you Renault. say it? Renault. Yeah. Yeah. So he went for like a worse car, but for more money. I'm like, I respect that. You know what I mean? Like, and you think like losses aren't going to get him down. He's not going to sulk in the uh, room afterwards. He's going to go out. Hey man, you got to go chase that bag. Yeah. God bless I, I, I also think that he, he left Red Bull because he really didn't like the teammate atmosphere with Max. 
Oh. Max sucks. We'll talk about him later, but I do not like Max. <laughs> He's got, those, oh, yeah. he's got those Angelina Jolie big mouth bath slips. I don't like it. He's got a private Instagram account. He's like very kind of, you know, to himself. I think I, girl, I like Max. Yeah. I, I mean, you like, you like him on the course. You don't like him as a person, do you? I think, no, I like him as a person. Plus, I don't want a Max in my group. I am the only Max in my group, all right? <laughs> That's true. It would get confusing. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. Verstappen's right. a, a decent, like, nickname for a, a last name, though. All right. So we definitely. All right, Max, it's your pick. Yeah, Ricardo, great pick. Really jealous. I am going to go. Uh, what's his name? I can't pronounce it. Romaine Grosjean. Seriously? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> he's the worst. He's the worst in the show. He just looks like he's all nerves. Like, how does he drive a car? He's too thin. He needs to eat. I, ironically, he is hey, the, hey, uh, hey. the chair and president of the drivers' association. Ah, oh, well, he sucks. At least the show portrayed it. I would sue if I was him about the show. Like, he, they portrayed him he- in a bad light. He could very well lose his seat next year, so don't worry. Okay, cool. F1, F1 portrays him in a bad light, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for real, I am going Carlos Sainz. Ooh. Is that how you say his last name? Sainz? Sainz. Sainz. So, 25, he's still got that young guy energy, speaks Spanish and Italian. I love a dual linguist, you know what I mean? Because we're going to be like Euro traveling for his mm-hmm. races and all. The McLaren hookup, I can get, you know, a sweet million dollar McLaren this year. And then. Next year, he's with Ferrari, correct? Yes. So give yeah. me one of those two. I get a McLaren and a Ferrari. Plus, if he wins for Ferrari, he becomes a god times like a billion because they haven't oh, won for, forever. For many reasons. Yeah. yeah. And He also, also has really good hair. Oh, Great. I was going to say, best hair on the circuit. Absolutely. Uh, mm, mm. Mm. Who's I would go Hulkenberg, to be honest. Hulkenberg? Oh, I would I would go well, I mean, is Hulkenberg really part of the grid anymore? He First raced off, once this and then year. Secondly, that's true. And then secondly, Antonio Giovinazzi. I mean, the dude is the Italian stallion. Look at that <laughs> flow. It's beautiful. Is that the guy who <laughs> runs uh Ferrari? Is that the guy? No, he's a no, driver for no. Alfa Romeo. Oh. Yeah. He uh he he's got gorgeous hair. He's Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay, he's got more of a classic look. Got it. It's like it's not yeah. flowing. Like Sam's <clears throat> hair is like aggressively flowing. That's like a head of lettuce. Like it wants to get out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Al- yeah. and also, I mean, like I love that he's uh, junior. You know, his dad won. His dad is a double world rally champion. So I love someone who's a good. You want one spoiled rich kid in your group. You know, they're oh, used he, to the gla- used to the he, glamour. He's a spoiled rich kid for sure. Exactly. You're used to the glamour, the lights. They can handle themselves in partying in fun situations because they've been like at bars since they're 12 years old, you know? And I love yeah. a good Spaniard too. He can hang out at Opium, the club in Barcelona, late dinners, tapas, you know I mean? And just like a handsome guy too. And also I try to look up his dating life and he has the most like, yeah, he's dating people, but no one, uh, no one exclusively. Like he's definitely the playboy of the group. So, and he's worth $8 million. So he'll pick up some checks. His, uh, his family's like get togethers and the food that they eat looks so ridiculous. Oh yeah. Like, the prosciutto, the hamon, right? <laughs> it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah. Hamon. Yeah. Like it's like a $4,000, like pig's leg. You know what I mean? That they're just like cutting off. Yeah, I think it's a great pick. He, and you know, your, your comment of the father did this beforehand and they're kind of a spoiled rich kid. I think that would actually apply to probably over half of the grid of any year. Um, because th- yeah. this is a, a very highly influenced sport from, uh, you know, like a fatherly standpoint. Um, but regardless, I think it's a great pick. He seems like a good, he seems like a genuine dude as well. Like he doesn't seem super stuck up. Um, I, I think, I think he seems like a good dude. 
Yeah. He does seem like a good dude. He does seem like he might be a little bullheaded, though. Might be a little... Uh, you, you, Max, I think you could get into good arguments with him and not, like, mean, like, yelling at each other, but I feel like he could be very steadfast and you guys would have great talks with him in your group. So, like, a, like, a turtle and Johnny drama kind of idiot sidebar conversation kind of thing. I'd be done with that. No, more like an E, like, going to talk to you about serious things oh. and challenge you, but you'll still be friends in the end. Okay, cool. I like it. Yeah. All right, John. Uh, pick number two. What you got? Oh, man. Let's see. I... I'm never going to pick Lewis Hamilton, even if we have 100 picks. So, so why, is, why is that, by the way? What's your hatred with him? Uh, he is the Kanye of the racing world to me. Okay, let's, let's not call him that. Because <laughs> he is. He, he Kanye is too, has... He's oblivious. He's, he's completely oblivious to the real world and to... Is Kanye's main adjective oblivious? Though I think it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think... Like, he is out of touch. I will give you that. But, like, it give me $400 million and I'm probably going to be pretty good out of touch with reality. But I'm not going to go around and say that slavery was a choice like Kanye did. Yeah. And also, I mean, he's got a lot of tattoos, dated Rihanna, Nicki Minaj. I mean, I don't know. And also, like celebrating wins all the time. Like who doesn't want to go and just root for the guy that's going to win every time. That's going to be fun. You know what I mean? I guess. Like yeah. go to Baku. I don't even know where that is or if it really exists. <laughs> Azerbaijan. Yeah, exactly. And watch, you know, Lewis do his thing, but okay, fair. You don't like him. I mean, I didn't, I didn't no, have him he, very high then up who, either. Then who is your pick, man? Yeah. Or, uh, John? I think that I'm going to have to go with Lando Norris. Oh, damn it. Okay. You've had this crush on this guy since I've known you. So explain why. He He's just an all-around good guy, man. Um, it, I mean, it, it's pretty easy to see that just from watching the sport. Granted, we may have some issue getting into clubs. And in I was going to say, he's not even 21 yet. <laughs> and he looks like he's 13. I don't think that should be an issue, to be honest. Um, but so you say he, he's a good guy. Like, do you see yeah. him, like, giving to soup kitchens or like what's he doing That's so he good. so similar to ricardo where he's always you know ricardo you see kind of goofing around on the grid just kind of messing around tipping people's hats off um you know waving at people as he drives by things like that um where you know when you have 20 competing drivers on the grid some of which used to be teammates some of which are teammates um it's very difficult to have a driver who is universally liked by the 19 other drivers and i think in this particular case lando norris is he hasn't done anything to piss anyone off um, he's a he's a damn good driver, um, especially for how new he is. And he's very consistent, and he just likes to have a good time. And he doesn't do anything dirty. He doesn't have any drama, and he just seems like he always wants to have fun and make the best of the situation. Is he a serious gamer? Yeah, he yes. actually. Okay, has there's a, the answer, John. <laughs> yeah, you computer well, I mean, worshiper. There, there's like five five of these guys on the grid that actually do that on Twitch. So. That's yeah, you, George Russell's your other like man crush. I know that much. Oh, I love George. Yeah, I know. That's that's what though you're gonna pick actually. It was close, yeah. And then um, Charles Leclerc actually streams quite a bit on Twitch as well. He looks like Bieber. I don't like that. <laughs> Bothers me. But cool, yeah. So you're going to sneak him into the clubs under your coat or whatever. And yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, so, so basically my entourage right now contains the oldest and youngest driver on the grid. Yeah, how do you think they're going to clash? You think they're going to, like you said, Kimi's like kind of uh, an intense dude. You think he's going to pick on Lando? I think that in my entourage, once it's complete, myself, Lando, and my final driver will kind of be the core trio. And Kimi will just be there for entertainment value and just awesomeness. Got it. I like it. That's a fair pick. Steve, what do you think? How do you feel about Lando? 
I'm I'm a jealous. Uh, it was on my he was on my list. Uh, definitely a picks. It would be a lot of fun to have him around. Definitely. Uh, just a goofy, fun guy. He's kind of like everyone's little brother. So it's kind of you know it's good to have someone that you can like push around and give noogies to and stuff like that. But at the same time, like is gonna be just as fun to push it up with and is just as you know competitive as everyone else so yeah that's a great pick i'm kind of kind of jealous true and he's got a great name too like who else is named lando besides lando calrissian you know you get to yell at lando in the club so that's he's a smart guy too he's one of the few drivers who has this very like promising personal image in terms of his brand where i mean he has a logo that incorporates the l on the end of his name he has huge social media presence he's kind of the second wave of formula one drivers or next generation of formula one drivers where they're taking at it from a different light the older guys man crush i like it well the older the older guys like do this for the sport and i'm not saying that lando doesn't but he's looking at this in you know a a gen z angle where he has to build up his instagram he has to build up his twitch he has to be universally liked because he knows if he isn't it's going to blow back on all those channels and i think that it's going to make him you know that much more valuable in the future i like it solid pick so kramer who you got All right, for my second pick, I want to go with someone who I feel like is pretty serious. uh, That if I, you know, I could, we could rip shots at night, but like have one of those serious like bro talks, and I feel like he'd always have my back. And I'm gonna go with the Danish driver Kevin Magnussen. Ooh, very nice. That's fair. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah, he seems like someone who he is very serious about driving, but he seems like he can have fun as well. Seems like one of those guys that'd be like down to shoot whiskey at the end of the night and, you know, talk. He's not someone who's going to take shit from anybody, too. So, like, that's going to be good just to have in the crew. But all around, like, you know, he's still a pretty young guy. And, you know, the Danes, they, it's kind of like a, he's kind of like a diet Kimi Raikkonen, where uh, Kimi is definitely the next level of Kevin Magnussen, but I feel like Magnussen would still be like a good close friend to have around too. Yeah, he seems like a straight shooter. You know what I mean? He seems like he's going to, when you're messing up, you know, when you're like abandoning set because you drank too much the night before, he's going to come give it to you that like you need to get back on the wagon or something like that. The, yeah, the, only, exactly. the only issue with that pick is that, you know, when you're out in public with your entourage and you say, this is my friend who drives Formula One, and they say, what's his name? And you say, Kevin Magnuson, they're going to say, who? What the show? True. People watch the show. I know who he is, and I don't even like uh, Formula One. No, it's just, a, it's just a jab that from a, you know, career accomplishment standpoint, granted Kevin Magnuson's talent is probably outweighing the machine that he's driving um, every every weekend. But Yeah, but he, do you want to uh, live and die by your friends? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> – it seems like there's only three or four drivers that are really dominating and everyone else feels lousy. You want someone who can handle the punches. You know what I mean? But, but regardless of who's winning, the, the midfield in the Formula One is where it's really exciting. The, the people who finish you know, fifth through 13th, 14th, that's really exciting because that shifts all the time. And, and, and if you follow the sport, it becomes really apparent who is just a skilled driver regardless of the car that they're driving. And I just don't feel like Kevin Magnussen is that man. But again, that doesn't influence you know, hanging out with him. I mean, okay. he do, yeah, I mean, he does have... He has one podium to his name, and he has been in F1 for, like, five, six seasons now. So I just don't think he's gotten the best opportunities. But at the same time, you know, he does drive for Haas, and that's got to be hard. It's like – I don't know. It's like when you send all the – a first-round pick to, like, you know, 
Cincinnati or the Dolphins or something like that. That's yeah, a like, bummer. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's a bummer. I'm not saying that he's a first rounder or anything like that, but when you send anyone to a bad team, like you, you can't expect great results. Yeah, I mean, he did start his career in Formula One at McLaren, uh, which is a pretty good landing spot if you ask me. But uh, it's, it's yeah, but it was 2014 McLaren, which was yeah. like the downfall yeah. of McLaren. It was That's they fair. were such a bad team. They made a Alon- like Alonso quit because he would rather quit. Than yeah, John, 2014 McLaren. Come on. <laughs> Not 2015, not 2013, 2014 McLaren. We all, we all know. Historic, all right? <laughs> okay, so I'm going for my pick. I, okay, I want a guy in the second pick. I want someone who's being okay being the second fiddle. I don't need everyone in my limelight. You know what I mean? Like, if we have three A-list guys, we're just all going to fight all the time. So I'm going Valtteri Botas. Is that how you say his name? God, about yeah, close enough. Valtteri, we'll we'll call him V. Valtteri Bottas. Yeah, I'm calling VB. Sounds like an STD. Good stuff. Interesting so, choice. Yeah. So, five foot eight, smaller guy, but he looks kind of bigger. He's got one of those big melon Stocky. heads. Yeah. Like I feel like he'd be good at a bulldog in a fight. Uh, finish quiet, and he's married to an Olympic swimmer, and her name's Amelia Pirkarian. God, these names are impossible. <laughs> and she's like six feet tall and probably like oh, a- oh wait no they got divorced last year oh but that doesn't stop my point that she's like six foot like 170 like the dude knows how to handle himself romantically i'll just leave it like that yeah so if you can handle a girl that's made out of marble like you want to be in my crew you know what i mean so and also the mercedes connect maybe we can get group M- amgs as gifts and i mean he's coming in the second or third like all these i mean during all these uh races and he seems okay not being the main guy. I, I mean, does does ultra, he know? Is he that upset? Does, does he quote it all the time as being upset? If, if you're looking for somebody in your entourage who is not an alpha and just kind of sits in the background, then you have definitely found your man because he's been doing that professionally for a long time. But yeah. it, it, it's very apparent through you know his body language and his interviews and his, his long you know gazing stares at Lewis as Lewis accepts the, you know, the first place trophy that he's really not super stoked about it hey maybe he'll be super alpha and just be like because he can't do it on the field he'll do it you know when we hang out so maybe i'll take that too he'll just take the reins there you go i like it i always enjoy someone taking the reins what (laughs) i like someone taking the reins i like being in the back seat from every once in a while instead of always having to be in charge yeah fair and he's 30 years old too that's a good pick yeah yeah i like (laughs) all right so john your final pick this is the last person in your crew Torn between two people, man. It's a hard life. You, you're really lamenting on this stuff. This is like actually like tearing you apart a little bit. Yeah. I. This imaginary draft when you wake up to be a 2007 HBO character that's really tearing you apart inside. So every ounce of me wants to go with George Russell just because he's a playboy. And I think that he has great talent and he looks really cool. But I'm going to have to go with Max Verstappen. <sighs> Bad pick. Don't like it. I think it's a great pick. No. He looks like Nicky Lauda after the fire. <laughs> <laughs> he just seems, he seems uh, emotional. You're going to have to coddle him. You know what he I mean? like, knows what the hell he's doing. And he is emotional on the track. He is actually cool, calm, and collected off the track. But I, I don't mean, know. He, I feel like he's going to be a dude that like cock blocks. No, I don't think so. And, yeah, and, and if, it, if, if he loses a race, isn't he going to be inconsolable afterwards? He's going to be a bummer afterwards, and he's going to be too intense beforehand. Do you know what I mean? So like, he's not going to be a that, fun that, friend. That, that, that's where Lando comes in, right? He cheers everybody up. But uh, okay. 
So you're getting both Ma- ends. Max and Lando are actually uh, really, really, really good friends. Uh, so that's going to work really well together. Okay, and a little it, backstory. It, all right. It, it's actually publicly known that um, of all of the Formula One drivers, uh, Max Verstappen is the, besides Kimi Raikkonen, is the most known for loving to have a drink. And I think that I am slowly assembling my crew of low-key alcoholics. <laughs> is he German or French? Just get a bunch of people. Dutch. Oh, interesting. He looks German. He he does have that European face, but um, I th- I think he's one of the best racers on the grid. He he's really cool, calm and collected off the grid. He's only twenty two, so you know over the next couple of years he's going to get that more maturity and that experience. But I think that he'd be a, a cool guy to hang out with. Okay, I like it. So uh, I think hanging out one on one, I'll agree that he'd probably be fun to hang out with. But here's a scenario, John, and remember you're Vinny Chase in this scenario. You guys are going out to a bar. Say you're going to... You're really on this cock block thing. LA. And I don't think that he... Like, you say you guys both see a girl that you like. You both want to pursue it. I don't think that he, you know, bows out or anything like that or is a fun person to hang out with afterwards if he wasn't the one who emerges victorious in that. I think he's going to be sour in the group. And I think he might be one of those, like, guys, we should really leave if he's not getting his way. That's fair. I, I can see that. Um, yeah. I, I can see that. I, I think sometimes a little healthy competition is nice, but to your point, he's notoriously one of the most competitive guys on the field. So um, yeah. I, I will take that scenario and I'll let you know how it pans out. Plus you get all but the free Red Bull you want. With him. <clears throat> yeah. All the free Red Bull. You get Hondas. You can get a nice Civic whenever you want. Because isn't that the engine they use? Uh, they use a Honda power unit, yes, but yeah. they're also affiliated with Aston Martin, so I think I could swing one of those. No, you're getting an equipment. For like another six months, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although the Civic looks cool now. I'm not going to lie. It kind of looks neat. Yeah, go get one then, Max. No, I, I refuse to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They don't look that cool. Yeah, that's fair. They just look like, you know, like tiny rocket chips, like little like futuristic ones. But I digress. So, Steve, who you got for your third pick? Who's rounding out your group? All right. Well, I like John. I'm torn between two people. This is great and radio. Think, this is fantastic. <laughs> I think. I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with George Russell just to take him. Oh, that's uh, fair. That's fair. I think he's someone who'll get along with everyone. Uh, we kind of, he's also, I think he's like one of the taller guys on the grid too. So like I could be, it's fine. Like I don't need to be the tallest one there. It kind of, you know, puts me right in the middle and I can work well. And I just think that, you know, his good guy shtick is going to go well, you know, far. And not everyone needs, we got a funny guy. We've got a serious guy. We've got the nice guy and we've got me. So yeah. I, that's a pretty well-rounded group right there. And, you know, I, I like him. And plus, we've got the British accent against the Australian accent. They kind of sound similar, but they're different. It's, everyone just sounds funny. So I kind of like that. I like that, you know, aspect. Yeah, and you're hedging your bets for later, too. Because isn't he connected to Mercedes? Like, he's going to be, like, a big deal later in his life, too? Like you're gonna Oh, get, yeah. Like, everyone, yeah. a lot of people think that the moment he gets into a good car, like, he's going to be up at the top fighting for world championships. So I'm down. I'm down for that as well. You know what his motto is? It's pretty good, actually. I just I fell in love with him right now. Do you know what his motto is? No. What is it? If in doubt, go flat out. 
It's pretty good. Right. I, I like it. that. I don't think I conveyed it with enough confidence that it like came out it's, cool. It's very Ayrton son of him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Max, right. let's hear your last pick. I, I didn't. I didn't get picked, so thank God. I thought you were going to take it. I'm going Esteban Ocon. 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 Sure. I'm going to have a really hard time with these names, but I, I want a French guy in the group. You know, he's 23. He's the young guy, and I like someone who comes from nothing. You know, what I mean, like sacrifice, hard scrabbled. These are mostly rich kids. Like apparently, his parents sold their house, life on the road, all that kind of stuff. He's got that kind of goodwill hunting crew toughness feel about. Him. You know what I mean? Like he's just, he's scrappy and he's feel like he's a skinny guy who could throw down in a fight. So he's still in his early twenties. So he's that young man energy. He's hungry to win, prove himself. And I love that vibe. So it's just like, he's kind of the, the wild card of the group for me. He also has a, a great story because <clears throat> he was in F1, lost a seat and then came back. Just, he kind of knows that like, you know, it's all temporary. All of this could leave at any moment. And so, you know, I'm going to go and, you know, go out there and push because it could all disappear. Yeah, I think on the show, he came off the best. I mean, he was the one I liked. They did like a 20 or 15 minute thing on just him. And I was like, that's the guy I want to root for. And then they didn't show him again. It was really disappointing. Yeah, he has a ridiculous well, work ethic. And he, yeah, I saw him with that little like light thing or whatever he's doing, you know, for <laughs> hand-eye coordination stuff. And he, yeah. the way he was working out, like no one else was like working out like he was working out. He seemed like he wanted it. You know what I mean? And that's a little Clover bit of how, like how Netflix three kind of thing. That, that's a little how Netflix framed it because they, they get to choose, you know, what gets airtime. But um, I think a lot of the drivers do an insane amount of off-screen training that we don't really understand or respect. But I think in this particular example, he definitely has that, that work ethic. He came from relatively nothing, especially compared to the rest of the grid. Um, and I think he is one of the few people who's just kind of made his own way despite what Lewis Hamilton may say. Um, yeah, I want someone with roots, you know what I mean? Someone with like, <clears throat> morals, and I feel like he probably has a code, you know what I mean? He's yeah, got- according to Lewis Hamilton, uh, Lewis is the only driver who is self-made and has come from nothing. Uh, really? So, yeah, he, he actually tweeted that. So. Oh, you're being sarcastic. I thought, it was, I thought you were telling me that. No, dead serious. He, he actually said that. He said that he's the only championship driver who has came from nothing and made his own way. So your voice is so flatlined. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. You're I'm being, being dead serious. Okay. And he got a lot of, uh, you know, repercussion, a lot of you know, knockback from the community for making such an outlandish claim. And he's since revoked it, but it just goes to show how oblivious he is. Okay. So yeah, you were being snarky about it. I uh, know I'm dead serious. Like he, he's I know he said, said it, but I'm saying you're being snarky about why he said it. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's, it's just ridiculous that he thinks that. Yeah. Yeah. True. But, I mean, being a minority in that sport, too, is there any other African-American drivers who have won anything on the grid? He's the only one in history. Yeah, so that's got to be rough. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And he's got cool tattoos. And I saw a picture of him on a bike, and he looked fun. Although he looks so small. Like <laughs> he, is, he is small. Yeah. He, that's why he, I didn't pick him. He, I don't think he'd be a good fighter. And, like, I, you know, not that I am, but, you know. It's crazy to me how many of these fictitious entourage scenarios we're putting ourselves in involve fighting. Yeah, I mean, we've well, I mean, but, but watch entourage. <laughs> they fight. They yeah, fight. We're, we're, we're basing they, this on Vinny Chase. Like, remember, like, the Seth Green else, fight over uh, what's exactly. his girlfriend? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah that Jackson fair. Pollock line still sticks in my brain so hard. Yeah, remember, remember when Vince fought Eminem? I'm going to need someone to back me up on that. Like, yeah. Still, so sad that that show ended. That should have gone on for 30 years. Still Turns out we can do that. Yeah. Aw, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I'd be, I would love a throwback season right now, just watching, like, 
Vinny Chase and drama getting canceled on like social media for like, you know, bad things that they did. And then just like oh, yeah, the, the show, whole world falling apart. The show doesn't work anymore. You know what I mean? That show comes yeah, out today. It's, it's canceled at, like a weekend. Me too. Yeah. I mean, The Office will be canceled in three weeks too. If you thought about it for nowadays, if you watch the first three episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's true. I, I was speaking to somebody yesterday, I think, and in, 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 it's a long story, so I'll cut it short, but it's just a reference to Anchorman in general, and they alluded to never seeing Anchorman, and they're like, should I see it? And I, I was like, instantly, I was like, oh, yeah, for sure, it's hilarious. And then I was like, actually, now, I, I feel like the humor is kind of dated. Like, I, don't, I feel like it may not be the funniest movie if you're just watching it for the very first time. It's hard to say nowadays, because if you're making fun of someone for being stupid, for being pigheaded and unaware, they're in on the joke that they're stupid, for saying these things, but some people can take it like you'd be worshiping Ron Burgundy. You know what I mean? It can go both ways. You can split, mm-hmm. split either way now. Well, that, and I think that uh, because it's set in a time period where misogyny basically did run everything, Anchorman does hold up because they're pointing a light at a time where, you know, that type of acidine behavior was fully accepted. Right. Yeah, I want to know who the there was an actual guy that Ron Burgundy was based on. I forget who the guy was, but there is a, like a real anchor is based on. I wonder <laughs> who thought about it. He's probably dead from alcohol poisoning, like ten years after. The, you know what I mean? Mm, scotch. Yeah, Scotch. I'm trying scotch, to scotch. come up with like a name that runs with Ron, and then a different like uh, Don Mahogany. Is that uh, <laughs> is that who you're thinking of? Ribs. I had ribs for lunch. <laughs> That's why I'm doing this. <laughs> That's why I'm doing. Okay, I so just, our draft. <laughs> First ever, John has Kimi Rokadin. Is that how you say it? Rokadin. I'm going to get every Lando Norris. Kimi... And... What's up? Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just making fun of you. Ah, yeah. Good stuff. I'm really bad with names. Lando Norris and Max Verstappen. It's Kramer, you got Daniel Ricardo. Really jealous. That's the best pick of the draft, hands down. Uh, Kevin Magnuson and George Russell. And I got Carlos Sands. I'm calling him VB, Valtteri Botas, and Esteban Ocho. So, yeah. So, I mean, so if all three of our crews got in a fight, we were talking about fights in general, who would win? I have Kimi Raikkonen. Yes, you do. So uh, you think, yeah, I but think, that's I just, I, I mean, what if, what, if, what if he's too apathetic to get in the fight? <laughs> I, I have Kimi Raikkonen, and I have Max Verstappen. I feel like that kind of seals the deal for me. I'm not going to lie. Oh, actually, here's a good question. If we all had Mercedes-level financing, who and these are our three drivers, cumulatively points, who would win? Oh, if we combine uh, all three of them? Prob- probably. No, like we're yeah. against each other. Yeah, we're like... Oh, it would be me for sure. It would be I'd you? Prob- probably. Uh, actually, I don't know, with Danny and George. George. Who knows? George Ricardo has proven himself a winner. What, do and I then, know, you know of? <laughs> No. I mean... Oh. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, you're the expert. Probably Bob. not. Yeah, this this yeah. goes to show uh, I picked for non-driving reasons. I, I have Kimi, Lando, and Verstappen, man. Yeah, just because you say that. their names doesn't that's not an argument. Oh, so <laughs> I, it I is. It that, is to Steve. I know what yeah. that, I know what that means, though, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like if we were doing a I, fictitious NBA draft, and I was like, "But I, I have Dwayne Wade and LeBron," and you're like, "So?" <laughs> so like, I have uh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> I mean, look, the only the only thing holding me back is my K-Mag pick. Like, I still think yes, that, absolutely. I mean, Danny Ricardo definitely is on par with Lando. Uh, and then I think that, uh, and then George, George will keep pace with anybody given proper equipment. 
Yeah, I, I think that the one thing that's for certain is that Max team is going to finish in dead last. Well, I think we can all agree that Pierre Gasly <laughs> is a tiny guy who sucks. So let's just all establish that and let's not focus on my team and their poor driving prowess, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the first ever Formula One as Entourage character draft and probably the last one. I don't think this is ever going to be brought up again by any other podcast in the history of time. But who knows? You know, maybe a thousand years from now, someone will just have a crack brain. Maybe it'll be like, that South Park episode where how they come up with Family Guy episodes. You know, they pick random things from like walruses. They pick random nouns and yes, actions. The giant, the giant balls, yes. Yes, exactly. So maybe that'll happen, but probably not. So we made history today, gentlemen. So on that note, uh, this has been Max Volume. Steve, John, thanks so, so much for coming in. And we'll do this again shortly. Later. Sounds, sounds good, Max. Thanks for having us. Yeah, awkward ending. There we go. A little bit of space. John, say something. <laughs> I'm going to splice that in as uh, once I figure out editing your thanks, your apathetic thanks is going to be in a lot of things. So thank you for that. Thanks. Yeah. It's just like the, out, it's like the outro music. Thanks. Thanks. Right. Bye guys.